Hi everyone, this is Catching Up with the Nerds with your hosts Tom and JC. This is a podcast about two dads that are catching up on all the nerdy stuff we missed, sharing how we pass on our nerdy passions to our kids, and deep diving into nerd pop culture to make it more accessible for you. Welcome back everyone. Good day people, good day. How's it going buddy? All right, it's just the two of us. It's I know man, it's like <laughs> there's no Dave. Like uh, he was... It's like the hex, man. You don't know what's going to happen. One day Dave's here, the next day he's gone. Yeah, we never know. We never know. Damn. Uh, just, yeah, let, let's give him a nice shout out again for all this contribution over the last, what, nine weeks, you know? Really? Um, I'm going I'm yeah. to pour a little tea out for <laughs> Dave. <laughs> it's a bunch of water now. <laughs> we got equipment here. So expensive. Um, but yeah, thanks, Dave, again for your for all your yeah. hard work. Yeah. Um, shout Oh. Forgot to do all your introductions. I was gonna. Yes. Who who are we? Who who, who are, are these we? people talking to you right now? Shall I go first? Yes. Or please. you want to go first? All right. Hi everyone. Name's Tom. I'm still fifty percent of the Catching Up with the Nerds podcast. Um. Again, I'm married to my lovely wife Ellie, uh, and we've we have two kids. Um. One who's just turning four. Well, tomorrow, but by the time this is out, we mean today. <laughs> Uh, Louis, happy birthday. And uh, the other one who's 11 and a half, um, Emily. Uh, both of them are turning into nerds, just like I am. So I guess our podcast is doing some <laughs> a good job. Um, I am into massively into video games. I love everything that is comics. I am a an avid fan of Batman, as you will find out today. Um, what else do I like? Yeah, I like, uh, I like Dragon Ball, but I think we've established that in previous episodes. <laughs> I like Dragon Ball. And uh, that's about it. That's about it. What about you, sir? Ah, so I am Juan Carlos Garay. Uh, everybody calls me JC, and I'm originally from Honduras, uh, but currently live in Portland and made my way here via 10 years in London where I met Tom. Uh, I am married to an amazing woman called Fiorella, and I've got uh, two kiddos, one that is also coming up with a birthday. So first of all, shout outs <laughs> to Louis. Happy birthday. Uh, but also uh, Arabelle will be turning six on Friday. And yeah, then I've got a... Yeah, I got a, an older one that's also 11 and a half named Aiden. And uh, yeah, managed to start to get him into the DC universe finally because yes. he, was, he was a bit resistant. And I'll use that to pivot to what are we talking about today, Tom? Could it be <gasps> DC related? Yes, it is. It is. Um, <laughs> we are, well, let, let's reframe. We, we are a week away or less than a week away now from the uh, mm-hmm. Snyder cuts of Justice League. I can't say that yeah. Justice League. Um, so that's coming out next week. And uh, we thought we'd just take a, a nice little dive into the world of Justice League of the, you know, the DC universe um, and go back. And so, you know, trying to find out what the Snyder cut is, how he came about and, and what is the Justice League? Who are the Justice League? Which is what we'll start with first. Um, yeah. And, you know, who is in there? Who Who is part of the gang, really? Just like us, we had our little mini Justice League going on for the last few weeks. And uh, now it's down to just, you know, you, Superman, and myself as Batman. You know, let's let's go with that. <laughs> no? Not really? I have issues about this. You've been a Batman fan longer than I have. I'll let you have Batman. You can be I, Robin, I I'll be Batman. As well. I'll, be, I'll be Aquaman. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 I'm less I'm less annoyed by Aquaman. This, this I'm I'm generally annoyed by by Superman. Um, not like on a general basis, but I, I find him an annoying character sometimes. 
Okay. Okay. We'll, is it, we'll, is, we'll find we'll find we'll out more why. Okay. Um, but first, before we dive into that, um, anything you've enjoyed this week? You know, any, anything nerdy you've picked Ooh. up on that you that, that well, tickled your nerds? So staying on the DC side of things, uh, I think I've mentioned this to you before, Tom, in our in our warmups. But um, uh, I've been watching uh, the Harley Quinn show on HBO Max, and I got I was watching that at the same time as WandaVision. Actually, I left this out of our WandaVision episode, but I will have to say, I have been thoroughly enjoying Harley Quinn show a little bit more than WandaVision. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think we established yeah. that 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 um, we we went a little too nerdy with WandaVision and kind of like spoiled it for ourselves <laughs> by giving us ourselves too big expectations of what the show was going to do and not do. Uh, whereas I think that I went into the Harley Quinn show with very low expectations because I was like, yeah. "Show about Harley Quinn, and she's like a C character." I'm like, "It'll be fine. I'll just pass the time." I just really did it because I was bored and people had said it was really good. And dude, the writing is so good in that it, no, it, I, need to, it's, I need to get into it I need to get into yeah it. it's episodic still is like there's like the bad guy yeah. of the week and stuff but it does still, still have like an overarching plot but it's yeah. mainly like harley how she changes and the relationship she has with the people around her is is like there's a little bit of like the unbeatable squirrel girl there where sometimes she like like talks her way out of problems instead of like 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 killing or bashing people but then as soon as she talks her way out of a problem she just around and like murders like 10 people <laughs> so it, it's animation it is not kid friendly people this like oh, okay. i would i wouldn't let a kid like younger than 16 watch this honestly <laughs> and even then it'd be on a push <laughs> but it's really great writing it's in, in the way that deadpool is very very r yeah. but very very good writing it's so that's we, the way i would compare it to do we take from your review that it's better than the harley queen movie that came out um last year <laughs> bird of prey <clears throat> okay so it? we we need to go back and revisit that movie because i mm. did not hate that movie uh, really? and in particular like every scene that harley quinn's in i think it's like fantastic actually I, <laughs> like I especially lasted, when she <laughs> i lasted five min- 10 minutes 10 minutes and then I had to turn it off. It, it actually irritated me. No, I, I could not. I could not go through it. Eyeballs are on fire, sort of thing. It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, I don't know. It was just too much. I, maybe I should try again. Maybe I should give it another. There's another some try. elements of that movie that I think fall flat, without a doubt. And there's some yeah. casting that I think is questionable. Uh, but I think that movie does more for DC than I thought it would, given that okay. I was like, why out of all the dc plots you could pick why would you go with birds of prey like it's 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 a it's it's not it's like fun. i hadn't heard of birds of prey but i'm like there's so many other compelling stories and i kind of get it actually i kind of get what they chose that one so yeah we I, could definitely do i'm, a, I'm not i'm not mad at the choice i'm not mad at that choice i think it's it, it, you can go with anything these days it's not i don't really mind as long as something is is made you know as long as a yeah, movie is true. made i'm cool with it so yeah, it's just I think I think that the the way everything was over the top was a bit like uh, it's a bit much. But again, that's Harley Quinn. Everything is over the top. But I'll give it another try. I'll see. I'll see what. Yeah. Um, exactly. Maybe, maybe it's I wasn't in the right right mind yeah. mindset to and, see, watch it. And and just like bring it back to the, the the Harley Quinn show. That's one thing to be very aware of. Like if you take like your your DC mythology very seriously, like you will not mess with the DC mythology. They mess with it tons on that show, true. but that's in true. a very in a very clever way. Not just mess with it for the sake of doing it, but it does to like get you more invested in the plot in a cool way. Sure. That, that's what I like about it. It's not just trying to be controversial for the sake of controversial. 
and, and it does get controversial with like the love story that develops like you'll never see it coming before you start the show like no about ten, yeah about 10 <laughs> episodes and you realize it and then it's just like oh that's the relationship and it is super cool dude oh yeah hmm. oh, I, I need to find i need to find where i can watch it in the uk i don't know if it's uh Maybe it's on Netflix. I don't think it is. I don't know if I've seen it. Uh, yeah, I don't know over there where it would be, uh, but it's worth looking at. If not, then uh, bootleg. Oh, uh, we but, don't do that here. Yeah, we don't do that there. Sponsors, we definitely don't do that here. Yeah. No, um, no. yeah. So, Tom, what have you been watching or checking <laughs> out lately? <laughs> well, I got my hands on the... <laughs> mine is video game related, but I got my hand on a on an extremely cheap Xbox One. Oh. And uh, I've been nerding out on, uh, on two games, actually. Um, Forza which is a, just your straight-up racing game. I've, I've yep. heard only good things about it. And I thought, you know what, I don't have that, that type of games on my PS5, so why not go with it? It's dirt cheap right now at the moment to collect yep. for those, those consoles, which is last generation. And I went with it. Um, and the, the other game, which I thought was outstanding, is called Hellblade. Uh, I don't know if you heard about that. It's, uh, no. it's set during the... Oh, what is it? I had, I had the game like that. It's super close. But um, it's set during the Viking-type era period and you're following this girl uh i think she's called sona sonara something. I, I played for 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 just an hour and um the in- interesting angle is you don't really know what the story the storyline i think it's about um, avenging her boyfriend slash husband uh who died i don't know how because again i've not um, I've not done any research on it. I've just been told that the game is really good. But the interesting part of the game is that it's told it's heavily um, using the the mental illness that is schizophrenia. Oh, really? Um, so she's got multiple voices in her head that are telling her to do stuff or not do stuff, just to turn around. But carry on, kill that guy, stop it. And it's playing over like, and and it's 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 been um, you know the the, the entire thing has been um, created with the help of psychiatrists um, really? that were telling the developers how to the, sort of the symptoms that you would have if you if you were mentally ill that way, um, if you were suffering from that mental illness, you, you'll you'll be expected to react certain ways, not react certain ways. Yeah. So that heavily impacts the way the story is told and impacts the way she reacts to certain um, uh, scenarios and things that are happening in front of her. So it's quite interesting. It's a vastly different take and it's hugely creative and visually amazing. Like I've never seen anything um, done that way before. Um, but again, I'm just about an hour in, so I'll, I'll, I'll probably give an update on another episode because that's, it blew my mind. That, 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 the hour I played was just so good. So, so good. That was like, mm. And it, you won a bunch of awards as well that game, so it's um, you won it, you won it. Yeah. it. Was it called again? Hellblade. Uh, hang on, let me let me just uh, put up the name, Hellblade. What's the actual thing again? Ah, let's go one of those. Oh, um, Hellblade Sinua's Sacrifice. Uh, S E N U A Sinua's. Like you don't you don't Sinua. really hear any Sinua. Okay. Um, and you know it's it's really really good. It's by the uh, yeah. studio called Ninja Theory, which is quite big. Uh, it's like, and it's on all consoles. It's on PS4, um, Xbox, Switch. Uh, and it's dirt cheap right now. I think you can find it for about ten fifteen dollars. Yeah. It came out four years ago, three four years ago. Yeah. Not that expensive. Uh, right. Cool, dude. Nice, nice recommendations. Like you rarely hear about like mental health playing a role (laughs) in the plot of a video game. So that's really cool. Yeah, it's it's heavily um, 
well, they, they explain it like one of the first things to come up on the, in the game is like this is a, a visual representation of schizophrenia. Um, and we worked along psychiatrists and psychologists in trying to understand right. how that works. And very All interesting, right. very, very interesting All take. Right. Yeah, so let's jump into the Justice League. So one of the questions we want to answer is the Snyder Cut is coming up. And why should our audience care, right? Why should they nerd out about this new version of the Justice League? Like, what's interesting about it? Why should people tune in this weekend? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you don't know, um, it's dropping on the 18th of March, which is what? Is that on Thursday? Friday? Thursday. 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 Yep. Um, So (laughs) where do we start, JC? I think we start with who is the Justice League. I think that's the first question. People is, you know, people want to know. Yeah. By the way, um, just we'll assume no, you guys who are listening don't really know much about that, the DC world. You guys are Marvel fans and you don't know about DC. So that's the angle we're going with. This is what we're going for. Um, So yeah, who is in the Justice League? So I've done a little bit of research, JC, to find out the answer to that question. And uh, obviously the Justice League is a bunch of superheroes uh, it's like the Beatles of superheroes. It's like great musicians, but they decided to form a little band and be better together. Um, and it was created by DC Comics, obviously. Um, and that was created by a lovely writer named Gardner Fox uh, ah. during the greatest, the silver age of comic books. I like that say, and I decided to put it in my yeah. notes, leave it there. Um, and I think that the, the original name was just Justice Society of America. Right. Yes. <laughs> Which obviously, you know, America. Anyway. <laughs> um, so obviously, the, uh, the the band, the group, the members um, are as followed. So it's Superman, you, JC, Batman, myself, Wonder Woman, The Flash, Green Lantern, which uh, which is cool, um, Aquaman, your favorite, and Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. And. You know, uh, I had to, I'm not gonna lie. I had to look up Martian Manhunter because I totally forgot about him. And oh. uh, turn out he's rumored to be in the uh, in the uh, Snyder Cut. You know that, that'd be cool. Oh yes, yeah, there is actually. Great. So we'll get to know him. Um, and then a little bit of history. They first appeared um, as the Justice League of America in the Brave and the Bold comic, the Brave and the Bold number 28 in the 1960s. Ah, uh, interesting. Ooh. So it's not it's not a new concept, obviously. <laughs> DC being uh, an old, old, old uh, comic. Now, so that's uh, that's that's who they are. That's who the Beatles of the comic worlds are. Um, who's your who's your favorite in there though? Because you say you you went too hard on Superman. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I mean my favorite has always been Batman because I think yeah. like if I don't know, I feel like if you're a dude and you grew up in the '80s. Like you're gonna love Batman. Like it, it, it just like the, yeah. the, the 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 Michael Keaton movie coming out at the end of the '80s. Like yeah. the Batman the animated series is in full swing. Mm-hmm. It's just like a like our generation was perfectly placed to like that character. So you just got it. Um, but uh, no, from the existing Justice League that we've been introduced to, I mean, besides Batman, I, I do like the Aquaman character quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. Just because they it was just such a refreshing take on that character in that I, for me, my connection to Aquaman was like the justice league uh, cartoons. And yeah. And he was just the most useless character in that whole cartoon. <laughs> like, yes. like it was, I was like, Oh, look at all the stuff that we're doing. Uh, Aquaman. Can you get us some water? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> can you get a few fish to like, 
to like distract the bad guy and and he was just such not a cool character like his costume was really bad and stuff and then they cast Momoa and it's like oh yeah you get so much more from that character like he got the biggest upgrade I think out of anyone from the Justice League but I, I like that one sentence that uh, Ben Affleck says to, uh, if you not watch Justice League, um, there's that one scene where they first meet where Ben Affleck goes goes and get, well, Batman go, goes and get Aquaman to join Justice League. Yeah. And he's like, oh, oh, so you talk to fishes? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Get it out of the way. Get that one out of the way. <laughs> first yeah, thing be- you say. <laughs> because that was like one of his primary powers right in the cartoons like he he projected yeah. that thing out of his forehead he's like talking to fish and the fish is turning around like all right what do you want us to do and it was always something like not very meaningful and like the overall thing they were trying to get done <laughs> no i thought it was funny yeah it's, it's it's funny because aquaman is like it's not really anyone's favorite character really in 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 the nerdy world like i, I don't see you you barely see anyone wearing Aquaman's t-shirts or costumes yeah. anywhere like whereas Batman or Superman or, or Wonder Woman like or even yeah. the Flash like massive you see the, the t-shirt with logos everywhere it's just not the same league really but it's 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 I think it's been made cool again by Correct. um who they cast it out there I agree with you on that one and the um, film is, uh, is actually quite good oh yeah it's actually the, quite good dude like Octopus is playing the drums like what's not to love about that <laughs> yes. movie it's like <laughs> like they they like introduce so much crap in that movie like all this entire underground world that you can make like you could have made it like three different movies uh everything at you which i kind of love about that movie <laughs> um right so now we've established who our favorites are um let's dig a little deeper into the story of the uh, justice league justice league movie mm. and um how it came about what happened um, so believe it or not, the uh, <gasps> they started developing the live action movie in 2007, and George Miller, who is Are the director of Mad Max, yeah, was first. He was he was signed on. He was actually uh, attached to the project big time. Uh, so that would tell you that that would hint me, to me that the hint would be that oh, that would be massively dark movie. Um, you know they, they wouldn't mess around because you know Miller's style is always very um, <laughs> you know post-industrial post uh, yeah. nuclear war stuff so it's like ooh, where are they gonna film that you know but can can you imagine the visuals with Miller because don't oh, get yeah. wrong like the, the Snyder has some pretty amazing visuals but just like stuff in like Mad Max Fury Road like that scene where they're, they're chasing him down with the yes. trucks and there's a guy with the guitar hanging out yes. from the front truck and we spend like a good two minutes just focusing on that guy like that's a real director choice and yeah. i love that about miller's movies like that that would have been very interesting to see what it looked like visually because also i reckon mm. they don't we don't get a movie that's that like you know it's like there's a real like gray wash to the whole movie i don't know if you call that sure. like yeah. desaturated i think it's color grading um, yes desaturated color grading. yeah it's a bit desaturated where i'm like i think the colors would have been much more impactful with a miller movie well we'll get we'll get back to that in um in uh, justice league at some point where a certain other director gets signed on yeah. to the project and that's where they change stuff around yeah we'll, we'll get to that point but yeah I agree. That a bit. I agree. so at the time warner bros wanted to um fast track the entire project to release by the summer of 2009 but that got postponed stopped whatever you want to call it by the uh, the writers guild of america strike do you remember that 
Oh yeah, bunch bunch of projects were either cancelled or just uh, were (laughs) brutally put on pause, and you know messed up a lot of things. So um, the Justice League movie was one of the casualties of the (laughs) the writer's strike, which was bad time. Um, And then I think eventually the the project got cancelled altogether because of financial issues and uh, production delays and stuff like that. So it wasn't up until 2014 where they picked up on the project again. Um, but George, George Miller wasn't attached to that. He, I think, had other commitments. So they signed with uh, Zack Snyder, who is now entering the scene. Yeah. Uh, if you know who Zack Snyder is, he's the director of 300, uh, yeah. Watchmen, uh, Man of Steel, which we'll talk about in a second, Batman Superman. He's a great director, uh, visually very gifted. Uh, it's one thing that everybody knows. Uh, there's a the, the Schneider touch, you know. It's like those those beautifully well shot. If you watch Three Hundred, you know what I'm talking about. You know those, yeah. those action pack scenes where it's, yeah, everything's slow motion, and then suddenly there'll be like a zoom in, and yeah. the, the the pace will pick up quickly, and then zooms out to go back to that slow motion um, effect. Yeah. So it's very visually striking, and it's really interesting to look at in terms of, of um, you know, from a creative side of things. Um, so yeah, the movie itself is part of a well, it's the fifth in the installment of DC um, Extended Universe, the DCEU as we refer to uh, right now. Uh, and it came on the heel of um, Man, Man of Steel, which is a Superman. Uh, Origin story, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, Batman versus Superman, Suicide Squad, and Wonder Woman. Yeah. So that's part of that. So the the interesting thing is, well, and also Aquaman is in there, right? Um, yes. Oh yeah, Aquaman's um, in there. It's after yeah. Aquaman's actually after that. It's after yeah, um, Suicide Squad, Justice League. Yeah, uh, because uh, interesting thing we said right now, which I had not realized until now, if George if George Miller was attached in two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. We don't get Men of Steel until 2013. Yeah. So, so they were going to kick the whole thing off with Justice League, not with Man of Steel. Exactly. Huh. Interesting. So it's never it's, it's, that. It's, it's it's so it's slightly it's revealing to one to, of one thing really is that, um, and we get back to it again in in a in a moment where you know there's always the comparison between uh, Marvel and DC in the way they've run things, is that if you look at Marvel plan of action is everything is planned ahead for the next 10 years or at least for yep. the next five six seven yeah um dc sort of dropped the ball a lot on that side of things like in terms of planning they just went you know just felt like they went oh my god you know superhero movies are cool again especially in 2009 that's when it started you know iron man just came out and it's like you know it was made cool again and so then they went oh shoot you know we gotta we gotta do our thing but I don't think they really planned that far ahead. I don't think they really thought about, oh, how are we going to make sure our stories are sort of relevant? You know, every, every single movie is going to intertwine with the other one, how the stories are going to meet together. It's, it's, it feels like they went, oh, now they're doing Avengers film. Let's do Justice League. Oh, no, they've done, you know, it's 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 really badly done the way they organize things. But yeah, if you're, you're quite right. That would have been the first thing to come out and 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 without having any origin stories before that on superman even though they're super famous characters but like you still want a a, a different take on superman you want a different take on batman you want a a new origin stories for wonder man the flash you know you want them to be reintroduced to you with new actors new actors new faces um and then you fall in love with them and then you want to see them team up 
and take on and also not only the superheroes the bad guys also i would say that the good thing marvel's done with thanos is that you get to know him over a bunch of films you don't get to see him but eventually he gets there you know what he stands for you know what he wants to do and you know you want to ultimately defeat him right yeah and that's one of the prime again we'll talk about it in a second with the justice league film um yeah which we don't know who the baddie is or we don't really care um yeah should we talk about man of steel a little bit because i think it sets the whole thing up well before i jump into that though i do want to touch on a little bit what you comment on right now which is basically the fundamental strategy difference between dc and marvel in terms of their 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 film universe right um because i think for for fans out there that have questions about like well what is dc all about everybody just says this crap and stuff one of the distinctions that I see that has give, given them very different results is that Marvel has a Kevin Feige, right? In the same way that like Star Wars had a George Lucas for a long time, which eventually that became Kathleen Kennedy, which eventually now is becoming, at least it looks like, John Favreau to a certain degree or Dave yep, Filoni, yep. right? They, they have people that shepherd along the franchise, not the movie. They're, they're looking exactly. after the, the big picture. And I felt that DC just didn't have that in in the same way they didn't have like one person like shepherding along the whole franchise like looking as like a whole universe building kind of exercise uh but the flip side of that and there is an interesting flip side to it it's like that's why it, it the universe has never come together outside of like zach's movies right it's never meant to be like universe up until like zach really picked up and ran with these movies uh, but at the same time the dc movies i think have given their directors more creative freedom uh, in that sense, yeah. it's like yeah. w- when you look at movies like Nolan's take on 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 Batman, and then you look at like Zack's take on 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 Spider Superman, which we'll talk about shortly. Um, you get like, I mean, like there's James Wan definitely had a take on Aquaman, which is bonkers and out there, but super cool. And then Patty Jenkins, you're talking all about like grade A directors, like directors awesome. that know, know, and know their craft and aren't going to show up to listen to someone else's notes. They're going to show up and have a point of view. They're, they're all auteurs, right? They're not like traveling directors that just kind of like no. sign on to the next thing. And I feel like some outside of a few Marvel directors, I feel that that's more the case. Like Marvel picks like younger directors that are out of like indie movies um, that for lack of a better word, they could probably push around a bit more so that they can continue with the overall vision. And that's what's required, right? If you want to continue all that, like you only get a few moments like James Gunn in Marvel movies where it's like, that's an auteur. Like he has a definitive point of view on his movies and they're going to look a certain way. They're even color graded differently, which he he would have had to like pull so much weight to get that done with Marvel because they're all colored the same way. That that's one thing I do appreciate about the DC universe that the directors get to do their thing. It just doesn't co- it doesn't gel as a universe for the rest of us, unfortunately. Oh, that's very true. I, th- I think the the in a way it, it's a li- little bit more true to the, the the entire comic universe, which is you know like you have different writers, exactly. you have different correct um, artists that will draw the cartoons. Is that you said they all have a different take. They all have yep. a different take. You know, you everybody in the discussions will go like, oh, I like my. I prefer this Batman from the yeah. line. It's, it's it's the same thing with the movies. Um, I think I think what the issue is is that there's always going to be meddling from executives at uh, Warner Bros. Yeah, and yeah. DC, uh, which because there's a lack of understanding, um, a lack of clear vision in terms of like long term clear visions of, of what needs to be done. 
that messes things up, you know. And then we'll we'll talk about it in a second. There's a bunch of stuff that been you know, um, issues that were added onto the film. There's a bunch of um, uh, things that were told, well, that were asked. Um, you know, Schneider was asked to do uh, in terms of things he had to achieve in, within the movie and, and in terms of duration and stuff like that, that that are not really you know welcome when you're a, a create creative director it's like you know yeah. like you, you should have told me before we started filming the film in the, the thing Correct. so if you don't mind let's chat a little bit about man of steel you've you, did you say you've watched man of steel recently you I said i think I just did a rewatch this week i haven't watched it in years actually so yeah and, uh, it's it, it's it's funny because i did rewatch it well not not to prepare this episode but um just out of nowhere i just started to watch it um it was probably about five five months ago so it's my, my memory of it might not be as good as yours on this um so what was your take so you, was it the first time no it wasn't the first time you watched it it was yeah. it was another okay but but it's the first time since it came out at the movies so at the movies oh. I, I was there I, i'm pretty sure opening weekend uh to watch it and uh haven't watched it since um i liked it the first time mm. uh liked it even more the second time i gotta be honest like it oh. actually it 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 held up well for me. So there's a lot less silliness in the film, right? There's, for example, that somebody pointed out, and I really like that observation, is that um, the costume design in the Superman, in Man of Steel, is vastly different. For example, uh, he's not wearing the red underwear, <laughs> you know, anymore, which makes him, you know, if you go back to the old one, it makes him look like a clown a little bit. Like, why do you have your underwear outside? Like, what, what were we thinking on that day? No, we, there's none of that in there. Um, and then the, the, if you look at the, the, the movie itself, the, the fighting, the fight scenes are a lot longer also. There's a lot more buildings blowing up. It's not just him going around. Um, there's one, one scene in the old um, Superman films that I always remember is that he had, because Lois Lane dies in one of those old movies, he's yeah. got to go counterclockwise to the, the, the Earth rotation and then just reverse his time by spinning the turns, <laughs> the, the Earth backward. I'm like... Uh? <laughs> how does that make sense um so there's none of that in, in the new ones it's a lot darker it's a lot more grounded into reality and it's a lot more of a of a character study into what um makes um superman as a human being like how does he get to being a human being how does he integrate within society mm. and again somebody else has pointed out it's actually an immigrant immigrant story it's mm. like this alien guy that moves on to in this case, another planet, and he's got to find his ways. He's got to find out who he is. He's got to find out who the people he's dealing with are, how he's going to deal with them, and um, yeah, so it's it's quite, and you know, and he's, and he's got two dads, right? He's got Earth dad and he's got the alien dad. So yep. it's, he's drawing from the two influences to become a good person, or not, <laughs> you know. So yeah, what, what was your take on it? And and I liked it a lot. Like when I watched it the second time, yeah. I enjoyed it a lot more than the first time I seen it. Yeah. Uh, no, I, there, there's a lot of takes here, uh, but we'll start off with just like some stuff that you touched on, like uh, the fact that it's less campy and and more and and more serious. Um, that's definitely a big choice. And um, I well, actually, I'll, let me let me start with this. What was the first Superman movie you watched? You remember the first Superman? Oh, I think it's the one I was mentioning. The one we has he's got to save Lois Lane by. And, and I, <laughs> I feel like that's either the third or fourth one, yeah. possibly the fourth. Uh, and that was actually my first Superman movie, the fourth one, where he has to like face off this like alternate 
Superman that that uh, oh, yeah, that, yeah. that Lex Luthor creates, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's really bad. It's it's arguably the worst one out of all the movies, uh, <laughs> easily. And it's the first one I ever yeah. saw. Um, and and if you go back and watch the first and second movies, they're actually they're movies that are a product of their time. Right. Sure. It's yeah, like it, it was all about like America can do no wrong in the 80s. It's like capitalism is the great like 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 a savior of of society. And and you see all those themes play out in that movie and about this like super rosy, optimistic version of mm. Superman. And that's why it's like it's campy, but I feel like it's campy intentionally in a way they're trying to make a point of like Superman just stands for all the good in this world. Yeah sort of thing and 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 that's the thing about the comics right that that when we first started off it was that like superman was to, to I, I see superman as an analog of captain america funny enough more than anybody yep, else in the same. universe because yep. he's always just stands for doing the right thing and for being good and for doing this and like there's like no flaws to him right the way he was written selfless yeah and you see that carry through with like the 80s aesthetic and like the 80s kind of like let's go dominate the world because we're nice guys, American kind of point of view. Um, and, and you see that play out. And so I, I get why it had to be that. In, in the same way where I've now gone back and this is a separate topic entirely, but like I've gone back and like appreciated the Batman, like Joe Schumacher movies for what mm. they are and, more yeah. for, and less and less for what I want them to be. Um, and, and I feel that's the same with Superman. Like, like, like the round, the fourth one has no way of validating that movie. That movie should have never existed. Um, but uh, the first and second ones, actually, there's some good moments and Gene Hackman as Lex oh, yes. Luthor, a yes. lot like i think that's up there with like jack nicholson as the joker he's a very good lex Luthor. Um, he's, he's a very good bad um bad hero for <laughs> like to put it that yeah way. yeah um, yeah no, gene, gene hackman is a great actor so anything he does especially when he's the the, the bad guy is just uh, i always love it i always love it yeah, for um, sure. but I, yeah i agree with you it's 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 a, again it's a very much a product of its time right so not, nowadays you'd expect all the superheroes, super, especially come from from DC, to be more grounded in reality. Yeah. Um, and Mar- Marvel can do both. I think they can do reality. You know, you can you can have all these little moments that feel very human, but then they also have the the silliness that goes with it. Uh, and yeah. they can go to space, and they can be completely unrealistic. But again, that's expected from that, right? Well, that that's the part that I'm still kind of torn about. Um, mm. In that the in in the in the comics the marvel universe is actually the more realistic one True. out of the two True. uh because they 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 happen in new york they have people in la west coast avengers oh, west like coast, also, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's like real it's real places with real situations and they've always tried to like ground it in like real people seeing the heroes in track right like you get the the whole comic run uh by was it a uh, kurt busiek uh marvels mm-hmm which is just like all the things that happen in the Marvel universe through the lens of like people on the ground, right? So it's yeah. always been that that connection to people. Whereas DC, I felt like has played in a much more like interstellar way. Like Stark, like the Avenger headquarters was in upstate New York. X-Men mm-hmm. were in upstate New York. The Justice League is in space. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's <laughs> like they've always played like in a slightly different level, like a much more elevated level um and and i don't know that, that that's what i find kind of interesting how they they differ but what we're getting in the cinematic universe they flipped it for completely. marvel yeah 
Yeah, it's kind of it's like it's really wacky, right? Some of the stuff that's happening, like like Guardians of the Galaxy, is just a wacky movie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, same with like Doctor Strange. So that's where I feel like the way that the the universes are being interpreted is very different from both sides. Yeah. Um, and to your point, yeah, it, it's not playing out the way that one would have expected from the years of comics. Mm. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's 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 they they almost like they, they went three three sixty and they went yeah we'll we'll take what you've done <laughs> we'll run yeah. that and then we do it. yeah um what about let, let's move let's move to Batman and Superman because I've got uh, this law sort of oh wait no, wait no wait oh no oh no there's another take on Man of Steel for sure oh you got uh, more so no, to, to, oh yeah yeah I, I've thought a lot <laughs> about this movie last week <laughs> what I lacked in Justice League research I made up in thinking about Man of Steel and Batman v Superman <laughs> uh, but uh, the other thing about Man of Steel so this is the other thing that I think is very very fascinating about it is that it in the same way that Christopher Reeves take on Superman. Mm. It's very much like I said, like this idealistic sort of like always do good or da 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 da, right? And it's like once again a a, a product of its age of the eighties. Um, in the same way, what we get today is like I very much feel that Superman is a product of this day and age. Like it's 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 definitely a take that 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 Zach has Zach Snyder in terms of like making him darker. But I don't I actually don't think what he's doing is making Superman darker because he's not necessarily making him like uh, have like bad guy sort of vibes in that sense. It's like, even though like that's one of the themes in the movie sort of, for me, what he's actually making, he's making it political. Um, he, he, I think it's, it's, it's super politicizing, uh, Superman, super politicizing, super, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll take that back and rewind. Okay. Uh, so it, it is politicizing Superman, uh, because if you look at his origin story, it's like his dad keeps going. Yeah, no, no, no. You can't show them. They'll never get it. They'll never get it. Yeah. Right. It's like, the, it, it, and it very much leans into like this country isn't ready for something like this, right? It's mm. like, look at how broken we are. What would we do if we got a person like this, right? And from the get-go, Man of Steel all has that like tone to it. Whereas like, as soon as he becomes a Superman, the world starts to see him. There's, they focus quite a bit on the reactions. Yes. If you look at it, it's like, we don't get that level of reaction to superheroes in the MCU until Civil War. Like yeah, we don't we don't, don't get a divided get, reaction to it yeah. exactly, and that's a running theme in 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 the Marvel universe. It's like how how people are reacting and t- starting to turn against them. But that, you're right, yeah, that's that's very much, um, uh, yeah, it's it's been dealt with in 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 the DCEU a lot earlier yeah. than it is now, and the acknowledgement yeah. of of um, uh, you know the your actions have consequences you know it's it and that's the thing in all the movies is like so you know they could go go out and, and completely destroy an entire town and it'd be like yeah yeah next yeah. episode or next movie and nowadays you have to have consequences for what you do and it's that's where you know most people like it is it's still based in reality and yeah they may they may yeah they could they could be a, a political touch on on on, on man of steel I, I, yeah. I can see it the way you describe it yeah um, because it's gone no, no, go. Yeah, no, no. If, if there's one particular scene that I think is very interesting, where uh, and this is flash forward later to like Batman v Superman, right? But yeah. it's like it, there's a connection between the movies where like Man of Steel sets up the moment of like Zod and Superman are battling through mm-hmm. Metropolis and like destroying the city. Or actually, are they Metropolis or Gotham? I forget. But yeah, they're Metropolis. Metropolis. Uh, they're battling through Metropolis and they're like destroying the city. 
And that you could connect to Avengers, right? Like the Avengers movie when they're like, they're tearing apart New York pretty much. And if you think of the Avengers movie, they're tearing apart New York and Spider-Man already lives in that New York. Would he see the Avengers as good guys? Like, would he see them as a positive story when they're like tearing apart his backyard? Um, Because they're, they're fighting aliens, but they're still tearing apart his backyard and people he knows are probably going to get impacted by what happened. I don't think he would see it as an issue himself. It'd be like, oh, look, because he, he's already Spider-Man at the time. No, he's a kid when that happened. He's a kid. Right? He's, yeah. a kid. He, he, he's like becoming yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, it, it depends. Yeah, if, if he's already uh, attracted to that lifestyle, then no, because he'd be like, oh, yeah, I want to be part of that and I want to defend my city as well. But um, <clears throat> yeah, as, as a child, probably not. You probably look at this and like, what the hell are they doing? Yeah. But if they collapse the entire building that he just got done saving last week from falling off a like you know the classic like school bus falling off a bridge and all those kids live in that building and then like the Avengers like Hulk accidentally destroys that building. Yeah. There's some okay, and and that and that's what DC is dealing with with Man of Steel and then onto BVS right. It's yeah. like there's there's something big happen and it continues to come back in the movie whereas like i feel like in marvel the events that have been dealt with and like the sokovia accords and all that they touch on it in civil war but ultimately they brush it off like well, it's get, an implication it. but yeah. yeah it has no weight to it at the end <laughs> of the day because they it's it just setting up like all the avengers fighting against each other whereas here like the weight continues and, and, and the reason i bring it up is like i'm super fascinated once we jump forward to like justice league the new cut is like how much that weight of that moment continues to impact the events going forward yeah right yep. because they, they, it definitely impacts so much that happens in, in batman v superman uh so that's like one thing it's like I think there's a darkness and there's a politicizing of Superman. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is like his origin story, right? It's like his, his, th- this is where I think that, that Zach made a very smart decision. Um, I, I think I mentioned earlier, Superman is not one of my favorite characters uh, at all, just because I'm like, what do you do with someone like Superman? Like, what does he want? Like we, we are also attracted to Batman's story because it's this like loss of parents, right? Whether it's like you actually lost your parents or like we, everyone has parenting trauma where like a lot, like we actively are Im- imposing trauma on our kids as they grow up. Like, yes. it, 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 it happens. We got it. <laughs> we're going to give it. That's just a reality uh, uh, of life. And, and we try to minimize it as parents. Like we try to, we try to not do it, but it still happens. Right. So I think that's why that story becomes so compelling. But if you look at sort of like this boy grows up in Kansas, he has like superpowers and saves the world. So what does he want? It, well, that, like, that, I think, I think that's, this is when Superman takes on a more of a um, religious connotation to me because what he does is um, he can, he's, he's literally a, a, a god because he's got all the powers. He can do whatever right. he wants, right? Or if not a, you know, one of the gods, you know, if you're depending on what religion you follow and what you subscribe to, it's, it's, he could be one of the gods that is like, and I think there's a scene in Batman or Superman when you see him to be sort of revered as a god in one scene. They're like, he's, I don't know if you remember, there's like a bunch of people around him looking up to him. And it's like, you know, um, and that's sort of Mexico. Yes, in Mexico, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they have the uh, what's it called the uh, it's, no, it's, well, it's the festival of the dead, right? They all mm-hmm. have yep. the, the masks. Um, and and that's what and the, my, the interesting 
side of the story I have with Superman, I think is that is how does he handle the power and how does he handle the fame and and him being super famous and and he could go both two ways, you know, he could go like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to be a force for good. So I can be total evil and just made everyone, uh, <laughs> you know, my beep, but, and this is why I like a movie like Brightburn, which is the other side of, of Superman. Cause the, the, the only one way we see Superman or the, the, the sort of the take we have on Superman is that him, he's being good 99% of the time. Um, Snyder's take on him is slightly more gray you know, it's like he does some bad stuff sometimes, but he's mostly there to fight evil. Brightburn is there just to flip it around and just go, <laughs> nah, the dude is a, a psychopath and he's going to kill us all. Um, oh, if you have not watched Brightburn, please go and watch it. It's, it's disgustingly fun. Um, but going back to Superman, it's, yeah, I, th- I think him, his story arc is more of one of a god, you know, it's, he's more attached to religion. I think that's why I subscribe more to that than maybe a political, I, can, I understand the political um, point of view you've got about it, but I think I think he's more of a religious one with him. It's like, what do you do with so much power? Well, no, that, that, that's where the, the two themes tie together. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a case of like, when you yeah. have someone that has God level power, how do you interpret that as a nation, right? And of course, yeah. it's going to divide people, right? It, it, it immediately gets politicized because they're like, well, the people think like he's the savior. The people are going like, no, 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 he's not the savior. We need to control him. He needs to work for us, right? So I think that that's the, the decision that Zach took that I thought was really, really good. As much as I know there's a lot of critics out there that like kind of like dump on, on Man of Steel and, and Batman v Superman because they're like, we don't want a dark Superman. We don't want it. We want a Superman that stands for like, for like hope and stuff like yeah. that. And I'm like, I don't think it's either. I don't think this is actually a dark Superman. I just think it's a Superman that's grappling with real world implications. It's a Superman yeah. set not in an idealized world where it was like, yay, Superman's great. We totally trust him. And it's more of like, if we got someone that had God level powers, how would we feel about it? And, and that gives Superman a need. He has a need to feel part of a world that actively is divided about him. Yeah. And, and I think there's no coincidence that Zach wrote it that way because Zach had just done Watchmen. And, yeah, and, which is very and, much that. And in Watchmen, you get that same arc with, which is the mm-hmm. genius of Alan Moore, which he, he gave Dr. Manhattan an arc yep. where he doesn't actually care about anything. He actually grows bored with humans and goes off like, I'm going to go to their dimensions and worlds and go mess around. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and he's Bye. out. And, and, and because it's like, that is the natural progression of a god. It's like a god would not actually be that interested in what we're doing. <laughs> like, you guys are so petty. Bye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's a, a whole universe out there that he needs to look after. And it's like, whether well, it's look after or get interested in, that that's the, the theme of the movie yeah. that I think is most powerful. That that he is a god and like the implications of that and and the and the one source of um of trauma for him, his dad, the way that he dies is very impactful, right? Because the yeah. dad dies in that twister where he goes like no don't save me. You cannot show your powers. Right. Mm. And it sets up that, that conflict of like, do I show who I am or not? And do I show up to be the person they want me to be versus the person that I know that I am. Right. So all of a sudden there, it's a conflict of Superman and I'm on board for that hundred <laughs> yes, percent. It's, it's, it's the same reason why two of the most famous Superman runs are one doomsday because yep. he, dies, he dies. Right. Yeah. So there's implications for Superman. And second is all-star Superman. 
because yep. he's about to die. And it's about what is a Superman reckoning with his own mortality? What does he do? All of a sudden, like it gives Superman an arc that's interesting. And that's why, that's where I like Superman written that way, as opposed to like, they're just like, oh, he's great and awesome all the time. Sure, there's a moment for that, but I like this take on it. And I think that's something I like about the the DC crowd is that they expect um, their characters to be a lot more nuanced than yes. just like clear cut. He's a good yes. guy. Yes. Um, it, which is funny though, because I, I, as much as I love Batman and Superman as characters and how they always go like, well, the actions um, sometimes are a bit dodgy, but it's to achieve greater good, you know, yeah. but sometimes they'll cross the line. Um Funny enough, I'm also a massive Captain America fan, <laughs> which is the <laughs> ultimate opposite, right? Yeah. It's just like, no, I'll do whatever. I'll take one for the team. If that means I have to die and never see my family again, but the country yep. moves forward, I'll take it. No questions yep. asked. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine. Um, which is admirable as well, but <laughs> it's yeah. a very different take on characters. Yeah, Mattis is the exact opposite of that. It's yeah. uh, Do I save you guys or not? Because I totally can. Do I, because you guys are being like kind of a-holes every time I save you. So do I do it? <laughs> do I have to? I'm busy today. Um, so I feel, I, feel, I feel like what you said is, is, is a great pivot into Batman and Superman. Yes. Because it's also um, within the first few minutes of the movie, there's the uh, very much the God, uh, the God take on Superman is, is very much... Um, it's, you know, you see it there and it's, it's touched on uh, a little bit. Um, so I think, I think yeah, and, and you watch you watch the, uh, the ultimate cut I think is where you watch also yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny you said that because I literally took also the Blu-ray out which is uh, uh, I bought a couple of years ago which is it's got the ultimate cut which I think I watched once I need to go and watch it again um, and I remember and I remember watching the ultimate cut and I went wow why did we not see that shit <laughs> like why did we not see it like this is where it should have come out yeah, yeah. three hours long but who cares do it it's 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 really good actually anyone who's seen batman Super, versus superman and thought he was crap um it's probably because you've watched the um theatrical release which is yeah. what two hours and some minutes bit, um yeah. which was completely cut down by um by dc and warner bros um, yeah. because they wanted to be to achieve that some you know the two hours magic mark time and that doesn't work because he's got that meant that um, Snyder had to get rid of a lot of um, uh, different, very important scenes, and this that in turn created a bunch of plot holes. And um, and you know, it, it, it goes, it's it not, almost it's nonsensical at times. Where it's just like he goes from one scene to another, where you're like, wait, what did I miss there? Yeah. But I, I have to say. I, I actually love it because it's got two of my favorite characters on it. So whatever he could, he, whatever happened in that film, I was always on board and I would always have loved it. Um, but again, so we, if, if you go back to the movie itself, there's the, again, another affirmation of the style that Schneider wanted to go with, which is like super dark, um, very much grounded within reality. Um, and you've got two different characters that are now on a collision path with one another, because obviously, like you said, the end of Man of Steel is set in Metropolis, where Superman is destroying absolutely everything, including all Ben Affleck Batman's offices. Yep. <laughs> and, and um, you know, and it's it's um, it's the first we see of the new Batman, Batfleck. 
um, which again got criticized a lot. But I, I'm not gonna lie, actually, I, I love a different take on all the superheroes. That's why I'm not mad at the um, the Jokers, Jared Leto's version. Um, and I love Batfleck. I thought he did very well. Like the the take on him, the take that was the, well, the setup for him for him being there was it's now an older version of Batman. And you can tell, like from the very first scene, it's a Batman that has seen stuff happening, like bad stuff, and he's he looks tired, he looks scruffy, he looks yeah. almost beat up, you know. Like the first, like when you when you think Batman, you think like a guy is like nicely clean shaved and like nice suits. And like if you remember the opening scene, it's him in the middle of Metropolis, like sleeves up, rolled up, um, like a, a three or four days beard, um, scruffy hair, and he's like he's looking around like what the hell's going on. Um, and then he goes and save a girl or whatever, yep. and the usual hero stuff. But I like that take. I like that it's not a Batman that's you know kids friendly. It's a Batman that actually in the movie kills, right? He actually is lethal in that one. We were having point of because I watched it with Aiden, um, mm. and uh, and and yes, this was his first R-rated movie uh, that oh, he's yeah. watched. Uh, because that, that's something to note is like the, the Batman v Superman Ultimate Edition does get upgraded to R-rated. Uh, it's R-rated not for any sexual content. It's R-rated for like, I think just increased violence. violence. Yeah. Um, and because I was like, yeah, in the, in the in the comics, like Batman rarely, if ever, kills someone. I think there's maybe been one person ever. He, he never kills. He, he, um, he'll beat you up just enough so you're in a bad, yeah. bad shape, but he'll never kill. But I think... In the comic in this... comic runs, this um, Robin gets killed by the Joker, correct? Which is briefly touched upon in the in the Batman with Superman movie. Oh yeah, there's that one yeah. scene when he walks in and he sees like the costume. So, oh, yep. Is that in Justice League? I can, I can never remember. No, 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 uh, Batman v Superman. In this one, he sees um, a costume there, and he says like there's a graffiti of um, the Joker put on there. It's like a tag, and he's like, "Ha, I killed Robin or whatever." Yeah. Um, and yeah, and it's from that moment in the comics when that happened, when Robin gets killed. Batman goes mental <laughs> and just starts yeah. killing people, and that's yep. what it—that's the—that's what they went with in the movie. And I was like, "Yes, finally, go and kill people. I want to see yep. that." So, so that—that's what it's like. Yes, I think he does kill people. There's some you could argue is like that, that guy could have made it, but it was very questionable whether he was going to make it and actually have a meaningful life. Uh, so a lot of those goons <laughs> were were not going to go on and like, like, like go play tag with their kids unfortunately which is very sad no. <laughs> so um uh, yeah no I, he does kill uh, but not a lot not, not still a lot. not a lot he has but, i think well, the this, fewest casualties there's that one scene where um he goes and saves or he's trying to rescue superman's mom yeah that's the scene um, oh my <laughs> he god he killed a few dudes there <laughs> he, he killed, but like that scene i think when i went to watch it in the cinema and when that scene happened i was so um happy and taken aback by the violence and but the the the, the, the reality like the, the trueness of the violence you know what i mean like yeah. when there's like he grabs someone and just smash them against the wall like smash the face against the one i was like whoa <laughs> usually you'd be like you'd be throwing a bat rang or whatever and or like you'd be yeah. trying to escape and you know throw a smoke bomb or something and then he's just like bang bang like the the you could feel the power in his fists like you could see like the you could feel the punches almost i was like yes that's badass <laughs> yes please he, he, he didn't like jump into the place and just look around and put up a zip line and then just zip line right back <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yes. <laughs> because my, that's i never realized like the the michael keaton like batman and that scene with joker when he's like where does he get those wonderful toys it's just a zip line it's a zip line dude come on <laughs> go to the hardware store you get I, I, 
I did a rewatch like last a week ago or so, two weeks ago. And yeah, I was like, yeah, some of those are a little bit daffy. And so this is where like, I'm, I, I enjoyed the more violent Batman, but I always, I always have this feeling like I always like there to be additional violence only has a meaning to it. Like it, sure. it's, it's somehow like, like helps the character along in some way, uh, not just he's violent because he's cool being violent. And, and mm. I do feel in this Batman, it is merited uh, yeah. in, in that you should see a much more. Yeah. It's like, you see him next to like God level people like Superman. And then yeah. he runs into wonder woman, which is also like, she's like super amazing. And, and then he's like, well, well, I'm Batman. <laughs> it's like he's got to bring my some... power is money. I've got to. <laughs> yeah, I, pretty much, right? <laughs> and 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 that's where I feel like this was done well because they need to show like how much more he needs to be in order to be even in their team, right? He needs yeah. to just like just be this extra like powerful human. You, but that's where we get the training montage of him training himself just to like stand up to these gods, right? So it's like, so I, the vows that Bill is merited and it does move along the character. So I'm in the same place, dude. I think Batflick was great. And I think, I think that Ben Affleck played him great, if, if I'm honest. Yeah, so like given he, what he was, what he was given to play, I think he played him great. Yeah. He was that, he was the, the, the take on the, on the, on the character that was tired mentally mm-hmm. and physically, but then had to, do it one more time and you know using different means and using you know and, and he like you say he was fighting alongside well fighting gods and alongside uh, a goddess so he was like you've got to bring it up you can't you can't just be you know here's a smoke bomb <sighs> yeah, you can't see exactly. me now <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> okay cool um yeah so it's 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 really cool i i i liked it not so much the first cut but i think if, if you can get your hands on the ultimate cut it's a different entirely different yeah. movie and it's it's well worth the so watch um but yet again when when he got released he was actually killed by critics and and fans some fans uh, mm-hmm. because he was too dark um because he was he wasn't as funny uh, no it's not funny at all even the entire no, thing is not, it's not you know there to look um to laugh along and add the characters or with the characters and also it's because this is Zack snyder film is super slow yeah so you know these things you have to and you have to remember when that film came out but uh, batman and superman is when that's 2016 like 2016 2016 so you're in well within phase three of marvel at that point 2016 yeah right so th- at yeah. that time you're, you're you're like you've you've seen guardians of galaxy you've seen thor you've seen iron man like all these movies are funny as hell the avengers film they're, they're all funny they all have that yep. that the one thing that Marvel does well is is comedy within um, the superhero genre, and it's quite interesting yeah. to see. Uh, and it's not something I was expecting to see as much, to be honest. Like, I'm, I'm more like I grew up more of a DC fan, so obviously there's less um, yeah. well versed in that that sort of um, aspect. Um, and that's what's going on there, and that, that's where the trouble starts with uh, for Zack Snyder. It was like his vision of the entire thing was dark, dark, dark. But then executives at um, Warner Bros. They went, ah, no, you see what's making money on the other side? Colors, <laughs> jokes, fast-paced. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that's not yep. what he was going for there. 
Um, actually, oh, I just put, I just, I just saw something. I just put, I didn't, we didn't even talk about the plot, but it doesn't matter. That's something else. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's Batman, Batman is Superman, is literally what it is, right? It's Batman and Superman fighting. Um, the, the one massive thing that pissed everyone off, though, was the, uh, the reason why halfway through the movie when Batman and Superman happened, yeah, fighting, and uh, they realized that, well, actually, they are the same. And they are friends, and they could be friends because their moms have the same name, <laughs> Martha. <laughs> this is when I almost punched my, <laughs> my TV the first time I saw it. Punch someone in the cinema. I was like, no, no, let's not do that. <laughs> I don't want to see that. Okay, so yes, I have a lot of thoughts about this. <laughs> um, there, is, there are there are three movies happening in BVS yeah. at any yes. given point. There, there's Frank Miller's uh, Batman happening because mm-hmm. uh, that's where that that showdown comes from. There's the Doomsday Run um, from that that where we know that Batman, sorry, super, uh, Superman gets killed. That's happening as well, and we're having basically a continuation of Man of Steel and a setup for actually no four things are happening. There's it's a continuation of Man of Steel, and it's a setup for Justice League. Yeah, that is yeah. one of the only things that I will say about this movie that this could have been two movies easily. Um, oh, easy, yeah. There, yeah. There's a lot happening, and I think that's also a reaction to Marvel, where like, no, 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 we just need to move things along much faster to get to Justice League because we need to have our Avengers moment. Um, and I, which makes it makes sense in terms of marketing, but in terms of um, with the fans, it's like uh, you're rushing well, things. It's like you, you've got to build. Like it's okay for you to be years behind, but build correct. it up. You know, Correct. And, and, that's, and, and that's the part that I felt like there's no way of, I, or not there's no way. I couldn't see an easy way of getting out of that scene between Batman and Superman without having that, unfortunately. Yeah. Because yeah. when, 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 and, and, but it's, but I agree. It's like, that's not what it should have been. That, that's not how that battle needed to end. Because uh, that's, that's certainly not how it ends in, in Frank Miller's Batman. Sure. Um, because they take the setup, but not the rationale for the battle necessarily. Um, because in this case, they're both being actively manipulated to mm-hmm. battle against each other. Whereas, like in in the in Frank Miller's run, and and it's been a while since I've read it, so I, I may stand to be corrected. But it's more just like Batman realizing what the symbol that he stands for, because that that book is all about symbolism at the end of the day, yeah. um, and then realizing that. Superman needs to be kept in check. So it's more of a yeah. message to him. It's like, I can keep you in check because that's who I, st- that's what I stand for. It's like balancing out what's happening in society. Right. And, and you're a God and, and it deals with, 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 with Batman looking at him as a God and going like, I need to do something about this. Whereas I feel Batman v Superman does that to a certain degree, but you have the Lex Luthor manipulation of having them both look at each other as like somebody's doing wrong. And I feel like you didn't need that. Like, like it's because it's still trying to set up Lex Luthor as well. You need Lex Luthor messing with the two of them, but you could have had a Batman v Superman movie of just Batman having that moment where he sees Wayne Tower collapse, knowing all the people had died because of Superman. That's enough motivation. Yeah. That's, that's exactly enough that. motivation for him to have a battle and, and somehow make it so that as all these things happen, so the end of the battle pays off something that happened earlier between them that they realize they both have in common, right? There's like, exactly. how, how, how does a man relate to a God is how that battle ends and them relating to each other and how God relates to man, 
right? But because of 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 Lex Luthor messing with them and all that sort of stuff, they have to end in a different way. And the ongoing theme is their loss of their parents, right? Like the movie starts with the, the traditional scene of like of like Bruce Wayne losing his parents again for the fifty thousandth time. Uh, but we also see the relationship of Superman to his mom was set up really well in the previous movies. So having yeah. that be the one motivator that will make him do something like try to take off Batman's head thematically it makes sense like i like the setup payoff of that moment but the way it was executed like what'd you say martha, martha. <laughs> so it's, we, it's, could have, we could have done that a little differently <laughs> it's exactly that i think i was mad at it the first time I, uh, i've heard it i watched it the first because i wasn't ex- i was half expecting it but i was i was like surely they're not going to go there yeah but then the second time i watched when i watched the the ultimate cut i went it's not as a massive, big, you know, like dark spot over the entire movie. Like, actually, yeah. it's just a scene where it's like a pivotal scene where it's like, okay, yeah. now they've realized but X, Y, Z, let's yeah. move on. I think it's more of a, of a shock thing when I watched it the, the originally. I went, like, oh. But the yeah. second time, it wasn't it wasn't the thing that was like in the way of the movie, in the way of the plot. I was like, correct. It makes sense now. Now we've seen this, everything that happens before that they need that moment to get to the last act right correct so it's it's not it's not it's not all bad i yeah. think you got a lot of slack at the time because of everybody got <laughs> a bit like Meh, where you got and, and it could have been better it could if, if it had just been a, a movie to just pay off batman v superman and then a movie to set up Justice League, which would have been the, the i i understand how doomsday sets up Justice League i think that's actually really clever yeah yeah, right, but it's right. not just like, uh, oh, we're a bunch of like superhumans or, or call them, oh metahumans. We're a bunch of metahumans. We're just come together to like save the world because we're all good. It's like no, that that's not the rationale for it. It's like we lost the one person that could defend us from external exactly. threat, kind of like sword. Right, sword is yeah. about looking outward to the universe. Superman was their like universe level savior. And we lost them because of Doomsday. So I'm like that I get, and that pulls the Justice League together. Totally, 100% that did not need it in the same movie. <laughs> really did not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it needed to be too. Um, so yeah, it's, but but having said that, I really enjoyed the movie as a whole. Like, oh yeah, no, no, no. The, 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 it, the, it, again, it, ultimate cut, um, amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I I can't tell you the differences. Like I can't sit and go like, oh, and that happened, this happened, this happened. Like because I saw BBS when it came out in 2016, but I remember just walking out of the movies going like. I like that because I've always wanted to see that face off. And at that time I I hadn't read uh, Frank Miller's uh, Batman yet. Uh, So I was like, I've always wanted to see how this happens, but there's something that doesn't sit well with me about it. And also I was on the Marvel train. Like you brought it up earlier. It's like these movies are, I think are totally different if Marvel isn't happening at the same time. Like if this universe kicks off in the early two thousands. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And funny enough, you're taking me to the next point. It's going to talk about there we go. Um, segue, which 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 segue into what happened with Suicide Squad and Justice League. So now we're going to talk about Justice League. Um, so obviously, now you've got all the all the execs at DC and Warner Bros. going, "Hey, we need to match what Marvel's doing. We need to, yep. you know, line it up a little bit." Yep. Um, so Snyder and, and 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 screenwriters around him, they started to work on the script again and say, "Oh, what can we change? What can we make?" Mm-hmm. Try to make it a little sexier. Uh, so if you watch, we're not we're not going to talk about Suicide Squad, but um, you, you if you've seen it, there was a 
the opening scene, the opening credits are made with neon colors and everything. So you see this track yeah. trying to get into the Guardians of the Galaxy sort of vibe, you know, and see a bit of the few, a lot more colors, a lot more things going on. But then again, same thing. They had two directors on the film, and the film feels absolutely discombobulated. It's like, yep. It's like the first yep. half of the movie, and then bang, new director, second half of the film. Um, we can talk about Suicide Squad another day. <laughs> we should go into that one. Oh, that, that's a whole other movement, right? It's like release the air cut is is yeah. another hashtag. That's yeah, right. It's another hashtag. And, it's and, another and, hashtag, exactly. And the fact that Zach got his second shot, it it says something. But at the same time, like they're re- the next one is going to be a James Gunn movie. And I am yep. so there for this for yes, for Suicide as a James Gunn movie, like totally it, there for that. It's, I, 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 I'm very much looking forward to that. One. So that that should be amazing. You know, Suicide Squad is funny, and they they in many ways they're like Guardians of the Galaxy. They're like you know people that shouldn't be heroes, but they are. Yeah, and that's what we want to see. Oh, actually, um, wait, sorry, sorry. Smoking yeah. hot take. Smoking hot take. Go on. Harley Quinn is the Suicide Squad we didn't get. The Harley Quinn show. Yeah. Okay. It, okay. It, it's yeah. exactly that. It's a bunch of people that should not be heroes that are, and the 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 rationale for them getting there is so much more so much more compelling than what we got in the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. No. I agree that yeah. it's it, it's what it should have been, but it is. Yes. Yeah. Can't go back now. Okay, everyone. Thanks for listening to part one of this podcast. We will have part two dropping very very soon. In the meantime, if you could like, share, and subscribe our content, we are currently on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, and pretty much everywhere on social media, especially on Instagram and on Twitter. That's where we're most active. We're also on Facebook, but we don't like it there, so uh, we won't catch us there that much. Uh, Again, in the meantime, please subscribe, please like us, please share, please comment. We'll be eternally, eternally grateful. So on Jason's behalf and myself, we'll see you in the next one.